Hey everyone, I'm Jamie. And I'm Andrea, or as most people call me, Anj. And this is Trendish. We'll be covering relationships, faith, leadership, health, and everything in between. I'll definitely troll. And I'll probably cry. And we're so glad you're here to witness the whole thing. Thanks for joining us. Let's dive in. Well, welcome back, Anj. Feels like it's been forever or two hours. I think it's closer to two hours since we've last talked. But we have a special guest. Would you like to intro him for us? <laughs> I didn't know I was introing him. I thought you were. Um, well, with us today, friends, we have um, someone who I know mildly. Um, Just kind mildly. Of, kind of <laughs> familiar with. Might live with him. Might be married to him. Um, the infamous John Hire. Did you know infamous is actually a negative term? I did. Yeah. I think John probably knew that too. <laughs> Yes, I did. Well, I just learned that infamous is a negative term about six months ago, so I still like to use it as if I don't know. Do you know what I think about when I think about that word? Al Capone. Why? I wrote a paper on it, like, a long time ago, so anytime anybody says that, I think of Al Capone. Oh, I was like, is he somehow related to No, but he's infamous. He is infamous. Okay. So just think of Al Capone and think of the opposite, and that is my introduction yes. to who John Hire is. Well, flattered. <laughs> um, he goes by John, Johnny, Jonathan, uh, Jay, Dog, uh, what were other Does anybody call you college? Hire? No, my name is Jonathan, <laughs> and some people call me John. <laughs> some people meaning his wife. <laughs> Calls him yeah. John. Apparently yeah. I'm the only one. Yeah. Well, Welcome. Thanks, guys. This is going to be a fun time in case you're not already tuning in. I have already prefaced Andrea to chill on the trolling because. It's okay. Let me also preface if you don't know John and I. Yeah. And you're just listening to this for the first time. We love each other a lot. (laughs) Don't be concerned after this if you're like, are they in a good place? They are. We are both from the Northeast Mm -hmm. and don't, not necessarily the like. Just, I just, what's your perspective? Listen. So what you're saying is you're not nice? I, I just maybe wouldn't call myself that. John's nice. He's pretty nice. Yeah, okay. Just in, okay, this is how I explain it. Sometimes I listen to couples like, um, like Brooke and Bobby might like be a, an example. A, a Midwest Who, who's couple? a more, fa- who's the more famous one? Uh, I don't know. Um, Jamie, give me something. What, what? Like a Hallmark couple? What are you trying to say? Yeah, like a Christian, like a Christian couple. Like people a, know. Just a very, a like... basic plain vanilla couple? What are you trying okay, to say? No, because <laughs> now if I say their name, it's going to sound... I don't know. I was like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> okay, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of, like, a couple. Like, people, ones that we've, like, you know, we admire. We like them. I literally, I guess I think of people like Brooke and Bobby, but not everybody listening would know them. Not even... Um, that's not even it. It's, it's more not of, like, it. a sweet I know. The couple. sweet, which are incredible people. Like people who don't bicker all the time. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, John and I, when we were especially early married, we got a lot of those couples around us, and we were like, man, we are, like, off. And then we went to a conference with John and Lisa Bevere, who I have never heard talk more similarly to one another than they, like, would bicker on stage. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, no, you were going to do that. No. No, you were going to do that. No. And we were all like, Okay. That gave you the freedom to just... And then I was like, okay, like, couples are different. Mm -hmm. Like, people aren't going to talk exactly like John and I do, and John and I are definitely not going to talk like... Yeah, absolutely. And they're both Italian, John and Lisa, so... Are they? Yeah, they are actually probably on a different level than John and I, in my opinion, which says a lot, but... So maybe we should try to get them on the podcast someday? Oh, yeah. 
I mean, if you're listening, John, <laughs> to our podcast, we'd be honored. Or if you know them, hit us up. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, so, anyway, just wanted to preface, because the first time I heard John and Lisa Bavaria, I was like, wow, there's a different... Uh, dynamic. Dynamic than what, thank you. Dynamic's what I'm looking for for about 10 minutes. Thanks yeah. for popping that in there. Sure. So, dynamic's different. Yeah, and I think I'm... Um, numb to it between the two of you so i often i don't know jamie you get pretty uncomfortable yeah i get uncomfortable but i can tell you do okay okay you two i do that to just bring a lightheartedness because sometimes it's like sometimes you gotta fight it out jamie okay well this is good i'm so glad we're all here today to continue the conversation on relationships so i would love to just hear originally like where your relationship started john you want to Okay, well, I first met Andrea. It was at a party, actually, uh, over a bowl of chips and dip because we both uh, were those type of people for different reasons, though. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to start just throwing Andrea on the bus. (laughs) What's on the bus? We met over, it was, we were chips and dip, you know? Different reasons, yeah. Yeah, we just didn't want to act for, interact with other people for different reasons. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyways, fast forward a few years, and then we worked in the missions office together. So, um, yeah, that was the beginning. And the missions office at the college that we went, we went to together. together. Yeah. yeah. She's going to add a lot of detail because yeah, the, I don't use transition is, sentences. That's very broad. On sh- fill in the gaps. <laughs> yeah, I'd be happy to. It's about how it goes. Usually, yep. Um, well, that is about the 50,000 foot view of how we met. <laughs> <laughs> bringing it down to the five foot view john and i went to the same college good old or you together didn't know i didn't even remember our interaction with the chip bowl thing because that was like junior year or something so the i didn't actually bowl. know who he was <laughs> i didn't actually know who he was until our senior year so yeah. we weren't like high school sweethearts I have to say, I've heard confusing feedback from the last podcast that people actually thought we did get married at 19. You did make it seem like we were 19. Yeah. It just felt that didn't way. Didn't even know him when I was 19. So yeah. just to clarify, if you're watching this or listening to this episode, uh, we were not 19 when we got married. So I didn't know him until our senior year. When we met our senior year, we worked in um, a department at ORU, the Missions and Outreach Department, together. You guys didn't even really run in the same circle. See, no. but well, we did, we did. technically, which is weird. Kind of. But literally, I never knew him. Yeah. But like who you were, was so different. Exactly. Up until your senior year, <laughs> was different. Is different. Still. Yes. Still is <laughs> yes. very different. Yes. Yes. So we were both um, working in the same mm-hmm. program. In that program, you can't date mm-hmm. other people who you work yeah. with. We all know this. Important mm-hmm. fact. Important fact. Yeah. Also, like to throw this in because I'm going to get so trolled on this part of the podcast. <laughs> we were also both dating different people yeah. the majority of mm-hmm. the time that we Senior were working year. in yeah. that together. So, just wanted to throw, caveat that, throw that out there for those who are going to troll me on it. And then at the end of our time working in that program, right after graduation, right after graduation, yeah. um, we pretty much started dating. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty much right pretty... at the end there. Mm-hmm. It's right after a trip that we were her. on. Pretty much right We weren't even that. on the ground yet. Well, basically. <laughs> I did ask her out before we got back <laughs> to the States, but... Yeah, yeah, so I would like to just, like, touch That's on that part. aspect. Yeah. Where, okay. okay, you guys couldn't date. Yep. All I heard from Ange in that time was, no, I don't like him. I can't date him. No, I, I don't like him that. because I can't date him type of thing. <laughs> 
And she's very practical. Also, by that yeah. point, yeah. No, neither of us are dating other people. Yeah, now, yeah, that's so. a, an important fact. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like you wouldn't even go there in your head. No. And yeah. then you did. No. Um, also, Jamie, let's be real. We are leading the tribe of Judah through Israel. <laughs> like, <laughs> actually. Strip. There's like, actually all 12 that's tribes, why, but yeah. Yeah, all, whatever. The tribe <laughs> of everyone. <laughs> all through Israel, and um, all three of us were doing that, plus our, plus our other homie. So I, I wasn't were, thinking about it, to be fair. Uh-huh. I was yeah. like, bigger fish to fry. I don't know what those fish are, but... <laughs> so, <laughs> lead 120 people through the streets without getting hit by a car. I mean, I don't know. In Jerusalem, <laughs> in Old Town. In <laughs> Jerusalem. Oh, Old Town, yeah. So okay. during the Good. year, Go there. Go we couldn't date. Okay. <laughs> um, so it came to a point where now after, it was after spring break when we went to Atlanta. It was like, okay, now we're both actually not dating the people we had been previously. And we have been spending a lot of time together studying and... Um, really hanging out you know i said we were studying because i wanted to hang out it was one of those smooth i was over- studying <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. i studied there yeah but it was one of those smooth uh you know super smooth over you moves like hey i don't have a car um you want to drive me to this coffee shop and we can study together <laughs> that's true that's also because that's all that was allowed so um in that i had you know asked bobby who was the director at that time um, hey, I have feelings for Andrea. And really that came out when we were planning our travels and we were going to go to Asia after Israel. But all then three I think of us were supposed to go to all Asia. All three of us and then Jamie bailed. Jamie pulled out on us. I don't remember out. that. You don't remember? That you is such that? a big detail in this story. Yeah, that's the only reason I ever brought it up with Bobby. We got called out because now <laughs> he and I were just trying to go to Japan together and yeah. you were like, I don't yeah, think guys, I wanted to sorry, be third I can't wheel. go. I, well, I don't know the reasoning. I don't you know never the said reason the reasoning. Either, yeah. All I know is you literally two weeks before it pulled out. And yeah. I was like, two, okay, two weeks before. Yes, two weeks before ropes. Two weeks before ropes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is still <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> Three weeks before he left. But in that, I had to, at that point, come and talk to Bobby and say, hey, Bobby, uh, so I like Andrea. I had to say, hey, I like her. And we, at this point, it was just going to be me and her flying to Asia together. I don't think we had bought tickets yet, but we no, were we looking hadn't. at tickets. And Bobby, you know, he's such a great leader who, like, doesn't just tell people what to do, lets them come to their own conclusion. He's like, okay, yeah, so you're you're still going to go to Asia with Andrea. And you just told me you liked her. And I was like, oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I walked away from that, and I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't go. So I came back and told him that, and he was like, yeah, okay, that's a good move. Meanwhile, Andrea's just sitting here. Andrea's no idea. No idea. idea. All I know is Jamie bailed on me to go to Japan. John no. bailed on me to go to Japan. And now I'm like, well, Bobby, you got me. I have to go to Israel. Let's be clear. We did still go to Israel We were. Together, that so was the plan all along. Completely. Yeah. I had a, yeah. It ended up me following you guys there. But it's okay. It was fun. Okay. I I've still never been to Asia. Uh, so I'm I did get to go that. to You did get to go to Japan. I did get to later, so I shouldn't complain. Yeah, you shouldn't. But after that, so in, in that... You know, it was kind of obvious that we, like, we would spend time together. So it wasn't, I think Andrea was still in denial. Mm-hmm. I knew I liked her. So I also I was, had no idea freaking Bobby knew. Gosh, if I had known that, I would have been, like, a thousand feet away from you in any interaction we ever Okay. <laughs> Anyways. I do believe that. We, right, yeah. <laughs> so we were hanging out a lot and people were saying stuff. That was a big thing. That's true. Uh, now, to be fair, Bobby told me that I needed to make my feelings clear before we went, but I didn't understand. I didn't catch that vision. Um, because the point was that we could stop hanging out together to bring, you know, bring clarity because like, oh, hey, you know, you like each other now, stop being attached to the hip so everyone doesn't think this weird thing between you guys. I still don't know. I just like to reiterate that part. I'm still still unaware. Okay. Yeah. So anyways. um, Listen, I know that there's students who are going to troll me, so I want to clarify every word. Okay. (laughs) So I knew Andrea was in denial 
you know, I feel like it was pretty obvious. So we get to Israel, though, and it's still even more obvious, I think, and people were, like, making jokes. I think at one point, someone had been asking Andrea, like, where I was, and, like, we were sitting together at breakfast all the time. Um, and so Bobby, when we all went to Haifa mm-hmm. and left Andrea with all the students with by the herself. With the mass of not the point. people. This is not the point. I will one, <laughs> day, on, I will one day talk about that. <laughs> so we left her with all the students, and we went to Haifa to visit one team. Mm-hmm. Which I all four of you. Haifa still, in my opinion, is sorry, babe, <laughs> the most beautiful city yeah, I've been to. Cool. So it was amazing, it really was. but yeah. yeah, it was. That's I would awesome. live there in a heartbeat. I'm, I'm glad for you guys that you had that journey. <laughs> you together. got to go to Japan. I don't feel bad. It's fair. Yeah. So, but we go to the beach for a day, and then Bobby kind of pulls me aside, and he's like, "Hey, man, so did you ever talk to Andrea?" And I was like dumbfounded. I was like, "Oh, I was supposed to do that now? I thought I was supposed to do that afterwards." He's like, "No, man." No, like you're definitely like when we get back, actually go ahead and talk to her tonight. <laughs> so it was that was funny, um, but it it was it was a cool story, you know. I getting confronted by your mentor right mm-hmm. there uh, on a beautiful beach, and then um, going to Bethlehem, and then getting to ask her out in Bethlehem. So that what was what did I say? A great part. She said, uh, I think she said okay. Yeah. About oh, I'm it. sure. Yeah. I'm sure it was, was like a, it. John gives okay. a whole preface. I don't even think it was an okay. It was like a head nod. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So to clarify, what yeah. that romantic moment was was oh, me trying on. to get masses of people inside the hotel. People were just walking get, at that point. No, I'm trying to get them in. They're walking all around us, and Sean pulls me two feet aside and oh, is like, please. "Hey, I actually I have something I need to talk to you about. <laughs> this conversation is." Sanctioned by Bobby Parks. I have. He n- said the word sanctioned. He said sanctioned. I, I have no that, idea what did. that means. Yeah, I'm sure like, not. Bobby, what is happening? So then, um, I thought he was pulling me aside to tell me he was going to go to Japan. That was literally what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> so he pulls me aside. He goes on this whole thing, ex- maybe explaining all of what just happened, but then says, "So in case you don't know, we spent a lot of time together, and of course, after the trip, I would like to intentionally like ask you out." So I said, okay, because I thought, you're not intentionally asking me out right now, masses of students around me, so I'll wait for the day that you intentionally ask me out. I have learned to be a lot more clear. You guys have not changed at all. Oh my gosh. Well, I've learned learned some clarity. I don't always practice it, but I've learned how to be more clear over the past few years. So I guess we walked away and I took that as, well, crap, he's probably going to like ask me out at some point now. And he walked away like, oh, I did just ask her out, and I have no idea what answer I just got. Yes. And that, my friends, is the male yes. and female brain. Yes. That's how I the did, cookie crumbles. I did, I did circle back. I think we, we were circled back the at the end of the trip, and you were like, trip, so... Yeah. So are we going to... We, we're going on a date. Is that a yes or a no? <laughs> and now I'm thinking, oh, that's how he asked me? Weird, but okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. So, anyways, we did go on a date after that. <laughs> the rest is we history. got there. We got to the date. <laughs> Got to the date. We got to the date, and Got John there. didn't speak a word. Oh, that's right. I, the entire I, I, date. Kyo. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. What? We went he to didn't Kyo. talk. Like, you know, we were friends. Like, we were all... So I'm thinking this just like, you know, normal everyday life. Yeah. Just on a date, I guess. I was nervous. He doesn't talk one time. I didn't and talk I called him out time. at the end of it. I was like, look, if, like, we don't want to do this, that's fine, but I'm not going to, like, go on dates with you and you not talk at all. Like, that's dumb to me. Mm-hmm. And then we circled back. I don't remember what that looked like, but... We just went on another date, Yeah, I think. I think you were like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm nervous. And I was like, okay, well, that's dumb. We're friends. And then you were like, yeah. There's Andrea. She didn't think that was cute or, you know, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. he's so shy. Yeah. It was like, uh, hello. Fix it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't do that again. Do it differently. <laughs> not good enough. Try again. <laughs> okay, so this is interesting to me. I actually didn't know that Bobby brought it up to you so early on. I yeah. thought it... Wow, you've been friends with us for so long. <laughs> well, this I is thought... the detail that is missed for everyone when they troll me. I'm like... Well, that, John. well, my question of then, like, do you think it would have played out differently had you not been confronted mm-hmm. by someone to address those feelings? Sure. I don't know how to ask that now. Well, yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I think it could have gone differently overall, but it's like, I was still going to ask her out. My main concern was following the rules at that point because we couldn't date mm-hmm. in the mission department. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that it would have gone any smoother. It would have just been, we would have been back in the States and I would have been still nervous and Charlie. Probably been like during debrief. Around yeah. yeah, as you're about to go on stage and leave the debrief. Right. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, how do you feel like your view to both of you? How do you feel like your views of a healthy relationship has changed since those days? Um, well, I think mostly for me, a healthy relationship is actually a lot more independent than I thought it would be when we got married. But that's kind of also beyond the dating side of things, and when we're going into marriage. Uh, you know, for me, I thought like a healthy marriage is almost like overcompensating uh, as far as from a leadership perspective. I was like, okay, I have to do a lot of stuff. Like I have to lead Devos. I have to debrief mm-hmm. Andrea. I have to do all this stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think the biggest lesson for me was when we first got married. And, you know, one thing that some advice I'd gotten was just like, setting aside time to pray and be intentional, which is great, but that just looks very different um, with even a personality like Andrea. Um, I remember the first like we're time... We're going to refer back to that personality yeah, yeah. of Andrea a well, lot. Well, personality <laughs> like Andrea compared to my personality, Yeah. So, which I'm an Enneagram 9. You know, I'm a little less like outspoken, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, so I'm sure Andrea will have I'm plenty to say about my personality. Yeah. But with that, I I distinctly remember, you know, trying to do like that for the first time was like, hey, like, let's sit down, let's have a Bible study, let's pray, almost like I was leading a missions team, or Mm -hmm. leading a, you know, a group. Mm -hmm. And she's like, "Uh, okay, what are we doing? And I was like, well, I just like no grace ever. Just like, (laughs) what are we doing? Her grace levels are very low, but (laughs) that's what makes her so successful at what she does. So, Um, (laughs) but it was like, what are you doing? And so for me, I was like, well, I'm just trying to, you know, lead a like lead us I'm trying to be a leader and she's like like that's not that's just not how I pray I was like because for me I'm very disciplined you mm-hmm. know, I get up in the morning read my bible and pray and I need those times but I've learned a, a great balance from her and I still remember this very well because she was like I don't like that's not my life she doesn't just mm-hmm. pick times in the day and like this is when I pray she basically was like I'm talking to God all day long like I'm praying throughout the day mm-hmm. my mind was blown in that moment I was like, what? <laughs> My mind was blown too of what are we doing <laughs> yeah, here? <laughs> what are you doing? So I think those times are still good. And I still think when we pray together, like it's good. Yeah. It just looks different than the traditional, mm-hmm. I think, what a lot of Christians think it will look like. Mm-hmm. So for me, the healthy relationship I realized was uh, like she got that a lot of that on her own. She didn't need that for me. She doesn't need me to have a healthy relationship with God or with her friends. That's good. So for me, that, that, was, that was hard at first, but then I was like, well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Like, she is the most energized and refreshed when she's done hanging out with, like, you and Lauren. Yes. And, like, her friends. <laughs> which I think it is. I'm like, that's the best thing I can do is just make sure she's got plenty of time to be their friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at first, you have to, as I have to get there. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, man, she's not that energized when she's done hanging Like, she loves me and wants to be around me. Mm-hmm. But that's not, like, what, you know, yeah. always refreshes her. Mm-hmm. 
So that's one point of it. But, yeah. yeah. It sounds like you were able to just like let some of the pressure off. Yeah. Of, that's like, what I was just going to say. Yeah. All of the things. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think in a lot of ways that's what has led to a healthy relationship for us. Yeah. Is also understanding what's healthy for us might not be healthy for Absolutely. another couple. Like I think I've talked to other yeah. couples where they both need the accountability of each other yeah. in those different ways or, or that looks different. And so... I think one of the healthiest aspects for me was to stop comparing Mm -hmm. what is successful to us to what is successful with other people. Like I even started out saying like John and I are not Mm -hmm. necessarily those like couples that really were around a lot. Um, And so having confidence in more, more so like who we are, not like what gender do we play in this, Mm -hmm. Um, but how do our personalities work together? Because really I, I view marriage as like two complete people coming together with God to, to be that like completion with God, not I'm a little imperfect, you're a little Mm -hmm. imperfect, but together we'll be perfect. Mm -hmm. That is like, I think that that might be what Christianity preaches sometimes. And that is also, I think why so many people are disappointed in marriage because, well, I thought I was supposed to be completed. Right. Uh Like, isn't that like what the Bible says? Right. Well, reading out of context, maybe a little bit, but it's, you know, God who brings that completion together um, well, and I'm so fully much, complete without that. And there's so mm-hmm. much emphasis on it that, like, I feel like you just kind of end up thinking that way. It's like, that's what you do next is you get married. That's, like, the yeah. epitome of your life is you get married. And then you yeah. have kids. And Which it's like... Really but the downside to that is it creates unhealthy relationships yeah. because instead of... I think that the part of what John's talking about it was so natural to us because I do think independently we had already been making steps we were doing counseling individually like mm-hmm. separately yeah. we were doing our our own work work we were yeah, yeah i mean we were like having our own even struggles and downfalls or deconstructive faith views or whatever on our own mm-hmm. and reconciling them on our own so when you come together you're building from it's like building from a, a higher from viewpoint. a secure place yeah I mean, maybe even a better foundation it yeah. be higher but the foundation is just more set and then, you know, you build that together, too. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's one thing that I don't know if I grew up always understanding, mm-hmm. um, but a view of mine that's definitely changed over the years in terms of healthy. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's the narrative of marriage, too, because a lot of people don't like to talk about how the Bible says that, like, we're not going to be given to marriage in heaven. That's not an, marriage is a, it's a great thing and it'll build, you know, your eternal perspective through how you grow. But marriage itself, at least based on what the Bible says a lot, is not eternal, you know. And uh, John Eldridge talked about that in his book, All Things New as well. So yeah, that's a good point. I think even knowing that going into marriage and having the right eternal perspective that like we're going to build each other closer to Christ. Like that's actually our number one goal, not to, yeah. not that marriage in itself is the end goal, but they, you know, making each other better Christians is mm-hmm. yeah, I remember better, when we first closer got, to Christ. Yeah. Yeah. When we first got married, John, we were talking about goals or something like yeah. that, which I do some good in those conversations sometimes. And other times I'm like, what does that even practically look like? This doesn't make sense. But I remember one goal that actually did make sense to me that we talked about a lot, especially when we first got married. He said something like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was like, I don't want to grow you closer to me in our marriage. I want to grow you closer to God. Yeah. And, in that learn how to pursue you like by pursuing him uh-huh. and you like read a lot of like cute little quotes on that in books mm-hmm. but when you're actually living that out that is hard yeah. because i might be really close with god here but i'm being a brat to john and he gets the choice of like 
okay, how do I be Christ here? How do mm-hmm. I? And, and that's like yeah. something I've seen him live out too. And so yeah, I think that perspective has also been one I didn't expect going in, but that's changed. So let's talk about roles and um, I'm not really sure where I'd like to start with this conversation, but talking about the masculinity piece and also talking about Anj being someone that is feisty and that is, you know, reading leadership books day and night. Sheesh. How do you, how do you find yourself in maybe more non-traditional roles than what you've seen in, I don't know. Basically, how are you married to a passionate, over-controlling, little trail trailblazer of a five four woman. I'll call myself that. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> John's never called me that. Let me <laughs> let me clarify. Yeah. Neither yeah. have I. <laughs> I just knew they were gonna dance around that. I barely know what it means, but for people who don't know me, strong personality. Yeah. Married to a strong good. personality for sure. Um yeah, it's tough. That's a big question. I think the best way, at least in my personal journey, uh, to describe that is really just an identity. I mean, um you know, masculinity itself has so many different contexts, especially in the current culture we live in. Um, it can be seen so negatively or people can, you know, hear you say masculinity and and they might just wince or think like that's not even like a good conversation to have. But I think for me, a lot of it is identity, especially in this type of relationship. Um, because if my identity, you know, hadn't been grown uh, to not rely on the relationship or not rely on the traditional view of a male in marriage mm-hmm. or in the relationship, you know, um, I think that would have been a problem for me. But having grown my identity, which is also hard to explain. Like, I talked to my brother a lot about that. And he's like, dude, what do you mean? Like, you just, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then I'm like, well, it has to do, dude, you got to understand what sonship means and, like, how to be a son. And then he's still like, dude, what do you mean? <laughs> so it's it's a very... They're, they're very layered topics. They are. That's the thing. They're big topics and they can be very esoteric, which means they're just, like, very specialized. <laughs> Andrea rolls her eyes if I use words that are too big. <laughs> just, like, use a normal... Okay, esoteric word. is, like, the perfect word for this, so that's why I used it. But anyway, it's very it's not out- perfect if you don't understand it. <laughs> okay. Well, Anj has a personal problem. Look it up later. <laughs> <Yep>. John, continue. <laughs> yes, I enjoy looking up words. Andrea is annoyed by it. I think so. <laughs> but uh, so I think with that though, the best way I can explain it, based on what I've experienced so far, far is really just kind of giving up control. Um, yeah, because even even growing up, you know, I had a father that wasn't necessarily very active. Um, you know, but he had a lot of trauma himself. So trying to give up control of trying to be like, okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. Kind of back to what we were saying before that like I need to be these things for my wife or my family that aren't, that aren't actually in my control. Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh, like I have to be the provider. Like, yeah, you can control that. But like, like, do you really, is it a big deal if she has a very successful career, if she, you know, if she makes more money than me, um, or is it a big deal? Like I do a lot of the cooking. Mm-hmm. I do, you know, I clean a lot. I, you know, I do, mm-hmm. and I, I know a lot of guys do do that. But for whatever reason, we're still in a culture where a lot of people, will th- you know, will think that's weird mm-hmm. if the woman's not the one cooking. They're still and surprised when I say I don't cook. Yeah, yeah, they're still surprised, and I'm like, you know, that's just not that's not the point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think I had to learn that at first. I had to kind of give up control. Like, okay, like what does a man actually look like? Were you surprised by that? Oddly, no. I think, like, I kind of was, but at the same time, I wasn't. 
it's like I thought about it for a second and I was like, okay, I'm doing all the cooking. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, really, am I surprised? Like, the more I thought about Andrea, I was like, not to mention. I think you know what you're signing up for. Yeah, right. And her father does all the cooking. Mm-hmm. So I was like, why would I be surprised by this? <laughs> so, That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. so. Um, but yeah, it is still something you have to flesh out. But then you also have to find your, your masculinity and your identity not in being needed in the same way that maybe a lot of guys will think they need to be. Like, um, I loved Wild at Heart by John Eldridge, which is great. And a lot of men are looking for, like, a damsel in distress, mm-hmm. for example. But it just doesn't always look exactly like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think I bring a lot to the table to our marriage, but it's not the same as, like, I'm here to rescue you. Or I, <laughs> Andre does not need to be rescued. <laughs> Ew, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's how a lot of guys, you know, that's think how he about writes it. the book. That's yeah. like the verbiage in it. It yeah. is, and to be fair, you know, that's not exact. He people kind of interpret that without a whole lot of room, wiggle room. Because mm-hmm. for me, I still need to have that adventure. Like, okay, I'm being need. I, in my own way, like I'm coming to her rescue, quote unquote. But it's, it doesn't look the same. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm coming to her rescue because she works a very stressful job where she has to travel a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, where what what I need to do is be the king of my home, quote unquote, so that there's peace in my home. Mm-hmm. So that when she is traveling away for two weeks, she's not worried thinking that I, I'm developing resentment for her because she's doing that and I'm not. And granted, I'm not a stay-at-home father, so I still have my own career. Mm-hmm. But when she's gone, like, I don't remember how young Liam was the first time you went. He was pretty young. My um, first overnight trip? Well, even just like when you were gone for two weeks as well. Oh, but yeah. yeah, your first overnight, he was very young. I left him for the first time overnight with John. He was like six weeks old. Yeah. So it's like... like I was, one night, but... Yeah, but yeah. I was I was still doing everything, you mm-hmm. know, that most men would be like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. I know men are like, don't change diapers. And I'm like, okay, well... <laughs> <laughs> like, the, you know, grace to them. But, like, I needed her to know that there was peace at home and that when she got home, she was still going to be welcomed mm-hmm. and like... Uh, you know, she was going to feel at home. And I think one thing is also like measuring success as a man. So for me, my success, I think, is found more in even how Andrea flourishes. You know, and I don't think a lot of people def- or a lot of men would define it that way, would define it as how they're like, if my wife has a successful career and she's happy, mm-hmm. even if that's more successful than me, um, like then I'm, I'm winning, you know, I'm doing a good job. And she might not be doing it because of me. Like she probably doesn't have a successful career by anything that I did, mm-hmm. but I'm allowing her to do that. Not maybe necessarily yeah. tied to the career, but yeah. maybe in the ways that you support or exactly. Yeah, me. I mean, I exactly. went in your arms. There's no way I could do the roles I've done without. I guess if you weren't there, I wouldn't have also had a kid. But yeah, but definitely. Still. If we had the well, kid, and marriage, you still didn't. Yeah, yeah um, do those things. No, there's no way that I could have done that. And yeah. even without the kid, too, it, I still would have needed the viewpoint that you have of yourself and your identity and security mm-hmm. in that because um, we've talked about that. But, like, yeah. men will, like, do that for a long Some men will do that for a long time until resentment forms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's like, mm-hmm. well, I was okay doing this, but was I really, really grounded in, in like, my identity with the Lord's asking me to do um, in this marriage or whatever? Um, and then resentment does build. And so it, I mean, kids, I don't even think matters or like a fast paced life isn't even the sign of it. It's just the fact that he was, he was helping me flourish. And I think still not building up resentment while doing that is probably, in my opinion, that's one of the biggest marks of masculinity mm-hmm. is to be able to 
serve and allow them to flourish in that way. And in reality, in all reality, when I do flourish more, he does. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. he's really, I mean, he's been career wise, even more successful than I've been. Um, but we just measure in different ways. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's like a viewpoint that not everybody thinks of. When you asked that question, I remember it was when we were in Israel, so I'll be humbled to say this, but um, we were in Israel and we listened to Christine Kane. Remember when she was there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I didn't understand what we were doing at that time, but I was like, yeah, if I could have soaked that up a little bit longer. <laughs> so we're there, like listening to Christine Kane, and she—I love the way she talks about her husband. But she was talking about her husband, mm-hmm. and I remember John turned. I think it was to you and me, but he was like, um, I don't remember this. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Man, there's a lot of Israel, Jamie. You don't remember. <laughs> she blocks that out, apparently. I just can't get over the gloves I forgot to buy. <laughs> You'll never forget that one. Yeah. So we're, we're watching Christine Kane. And if you don't know her, she's a, a very passionate, passionate, influential, um, fast I don't know, speaker. preacher, fat speaker, leader. Yeah, Australian. I don't know what you want to call her. And I remember John, I thought it was to both of us, maybe it was someone else, turned over and looked at me and said, um, well, how did you say it? It was like, man, honestly, I could I could marry someone like Christine Kane and just be her husband and be completely fulfilled in whatever God wants me to do. Because she was talking about her, how, how her husband does all this behind-the-scenes behind stuff and serves mm-hmm. um, in those m- many ways. She just happens to be like the one on stage. And I remember in that moment, I think up until that moment, I had thought that what I needed was a man who would, like, put me in my place. Mm. Okay. Seeing me in marriage, we probably would have gotten divorced if that was the case. (laughs) I don't know how that would have gone. We wouldn't have gotten divorced, but I really don't know if it would have been uh, as good as what I thought I needed. So I thought I needed Mm -hmm. somebody as passionately, outwardly, as opinionated as Mm me. Someone to match your level? Yes, I literally thought I needed to be matched. This is interesting. I did think that. Mm. Yeah. And, Interesting for myself. Is uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Jim, we could dive into that. No, we will not do that on air. <laughs> so I, I did. I thought I needed to be matched in the same way as I was. And it wasn't until I heard him say that in that moment that I don't, it wasn't, there wasn't one specific thing or it wasn't even John specifically, but I remember my mind kind of, I was like, wait, what do I actually think about that? Like, what do I actually, I had never really mm-hmm. interacted with um, another male who would say something like that so yeah confidently yeah and so like no that's my that's like his that's desire. my purpose like I he did he said like I want to do that I don't even know if he remembers that but like yeah. he said that and so um I think that's when the script started changing for me that might have even been soon when I came when we hid in the bathroom and I was like okay Jamie mm-hmm. <laughs> because <laughs> I think I did realize oh maybe I don't need to be matched in the same way as I thought and maybe I do need like a peacemaking perspective. I bring all. I bring so much energy to our home. Mm-hmm. I don't bring peace. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Like that's. Not what I bring. <laughs> and sometimes I want John to bring the energy, and he wants me to bring the peace. And then what do we do? Like we fight. Like that's yeah. not. That's not who we are in our relationship, and not yeah. who we're allowing each other to just naturally be. Um, and so, yeah. To piggyback off what John said says, I think he had developed and learned that mindset way before we were, ever even married I don't even know it's probably no. developed more but I just mm-hmm. remember you saying that before we were even dating I think the both of you do have a very unique outlook on marriage and wouldn't say it's necessarily when you hear often it's one mm. I very much respect I think that you both have a lot of maturity for your age and I am wondering where your upbringing 
and your birth order has played a role in who you are in relationships, not even necessarily just romantically, but where does that fit in? If there's a video here, you can see John and I laughing and nodding our heads because um, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, we're both the oldest in our family, yeah. and, like the oldest sibling in like birth order. And there's only one other couple that we at least know of personally that are also both the oldest. Only one out of any couple that we've met, unless you know more, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure we only know one. And they're incredible, incredible couple, uh, which was encouraging that they are an incredible couple. Yes, I believe <laughs> It's that. the only one we know. <laughs> Um, but uh, you don't see that a lot, like that the two oldest are in a relationship together. And so that causes for some interesting dynamics. But in terms of birth order, that is, that is what we both are. Um, how do you think that plays a part in our... That's good. I mean, well, more so even individually, like our upbringings were definitely very different. And I think they speak a lot to kind of how we are in the home now. Um, you know, uh, I think Andrea's childhood was pretty chaotic. Um, (laughs) she still kind of carries that high energy level with her. My life was chaotic in a different sense. You know, it's just, I think there was never really inner peace when I was a child. And that's kind of been my life mission now is to like find inner Mm -hmm. peace anywhere I can go. So that's why I try to bring peace with me. (laughs) Yeah. Marry me. A nine (laughs) as a peacemaker. Shocker. Yeah. Yeah. So I think with that, you know, it was just things were always unsure in my home when I was growing up. I never knew if it just didn't feel safe. It wasn't like actually an abusive or unsafe in that sense, but it was still, you never knew. Like there were always tempers flying, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, yelling, fighting, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So for me though, I was, instead of like ever looking outward, I always looked inward and like bottled it all up, Mm -hmm. um, which is not a good thing. (laughs) Um, But with that, like I would always kind of just do stuff to find peace um, even as a kid and then I've learned how to do that in a more mature sense now so I think that definitely has shaped us I'm still an older child though because I know a lot of times Andre and I will both try to take over like if we're doing something on oh, our phones all the time. if anyone if either one all of us is doing anything on our phones you can guarantee the other person is going to try and take the phone like just give it to me. What he's saying is like we just if take, yeah if like John is trying to fix something I'm like his phone's broken. Uh-huh. Both of us equally have done this to each other. I'll take it and be like, no, you have to do it like this. So yeah. Vice versa. I'll be Every like, time. I'm doing this thing, and then John's like, just give it. it to me. Let me. Yeah. Yes. And that goes with raising Liam. That goes with fixing phones. Yep. That like the amount of time Liam probably hears eight different ways of saying the same thing because John and I are both trying to say <laughs> I've actually noticed that yeah. a lot recently I'll be like Liam put the T put the controller down and then John comes in Liam put the controller down and I'm like Liam give me the control Liam give mom the controller I'm like okay <laughs> one of us has it <laughs> who wants the ball who wants to pass it I don't know <laughs> um but we so we can both be hands-on which mm-hmm. is yeah. a positive <laughs> But sometimes I think Liam just blocks us out because he's like, I don't know which one. (laughs) Which one wants what for me and I don't really care. What's so interesting is that he is going to be the oldest child. Right, yeah. So all three of us will have an interesting power dynamic. Yeah. It will be very interesting. Um, I still believe that the, the oldest has it the worst, so... I'll probably live and die by that. But I mean, I'll live and die by the middle's the worst, but we don't need to go there. <laughs> we, all uh-huh. yeah. we all have our reasons. We all have our reasons. The youngest, I don't know what youngest can say the youngest was the worst. The youngest is the queen. Yeah. And then the king. queen, king, prince, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. No offense to you youngest out there. Um, You're but, loved. 
Yeah. But I do think in the same ways we balance each other is the same ways like we can clash with each other too. Yeah. Um, and our upbringings also bring that out as well because I think really at large we were probably raised oppositely in some dynamics. Yeah. Like our family dynamic was opposite. Maybe like demographically where we lived was about the same. Mm-hmm. Churches yeah. we grew up in were kind of similar. So like faith, faith-wise we might have grown up pretty much the same. Yeah. But outside of that, like the inner workings of family and responses and conflict and fighting literally probably different like I grew up in a family where you basically just fight it out like I don't really I yes, don't you do. remember a time where that wasn't like or that that's stressful like mm-hmm. if we were if I remember somebody getting a fight like at the dinner table it was gonna resolve in one way or another and then we would just all move on with our lives and uh-huh. that's it yeah whereas John John probably stifled I opposite oh yeah like if yeah, yeah. if we're in conflict and yeah then it's opposite. also different because because I can get so heated in conflict, really for me to come to a normal place where I can actually talk about a conflict without being, sounding like a bad person. (laughs) (laughs) I have to like remove myself for a moment, Mm -hmm. (laughs) moments, days, maybe. I don't know. I need it, but I need to like remove myself for a second. And John, because he wants the conflict to be over, will literally just be like, no, we're doing it right now. No, we're talking about it right now. No, don't you dare leave. And I'm like, okay, then I'm going to leave. Like, And then I'm here I am, still being very immature and doing mm-hmm. that stuff. And so, but that's probably even been like a newer thing too that we've yeah. had put, put language to was I've had to switch my thinking to, okay, he's not trying to control me to make me finish this conflict right now. He literally just wants it to be over. Mm-hmm. And I think he's had to recognize I'm not just trying to walk away or not yeah. deal with it, but I literally cannot deal. She just needs to breathe. I'm not, you're not going to get anything positive from me in this mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way, I can't remember what friend it was, one of my friends has said, like, once I hit red, like, I'm, it's all I'm seeing. Like, I'm not coming back down mm-hmm. until I'm out of the situation. Yeah. And so, which is why I don't hit red often. That's why I think, like, people who work with me probably have never seen that side of me because I wouldn't let myself get there. Whereas in marriage, cheers, you get all that you don't really get a say of, like, what you see and don't see, mm-hmm. <laughs> what parts yeah. you see and don't see. Um, so that's probably where I've had to, like, manage that the most that probably still does come from how we grew up or how different we were or being the oldest mm-hmm. or things like that so. yeah and then I do and then that is something I just want to say because I feel like that's also not talked about on marriage you know I feel like I don't know if people give us this advice directly or if I've just heard it before but the whole like don't go to bed angry thing which I think is completely taken out of context it's like in a marriage setting a lot of people will tell you like oh you need to resolve the conflict before you go to bed it's like, well, that's not at all even what that verse is saying. It's talking about, you know, you need, I mean, it's hard to do, but that's like, Bible verse? Yeah. yeah, don't go to bed angry. Yeah. Even I know that. Don't let the sun go down I, on I your anger. Again. I thought it was a song lyric. Okay. So. Anyways, well, you know, that Here happens to Bible verses. I'm they turn into major. song li- lyrics. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. So I think at least my understanding of the point of that is really, I should be like letting go of my personal anger, which is great, but it, sometimes it actually sits better to deal with the conflict in the morning and that's you know like hey we're gonna she might not be happy with me when we go to bed but then when we rest on it we can be refreshed when we come and talk talk about it but I think learning that lesson is just another huge thing for us too in our relationship Mm -hmm. and our personalities because I had to learn like okay we don't need to resolve it right now the world's not gonna implode Mm -hmm. um you know because I would get a lot of anxiety around that around um you know not having it resolved Mm-hmm. So, because the conflict's hard for me to begin with, and then it, we start getting into conflict, and then I'm like, okay, well, now we have to resolve it mm-hmm. immediately. 
but that is just yeah. yeah we learned we've learned over time to <laughs> how to deal with each other's personalities in that way so and also once you're married for a kind of any length of time or even dating for that matter the you won't always resolve conflict in one conversation and yeah. that's the, the yeah. other part of that like you know view of what you're talking about that I didn't I didn't always get either there were like conflicts or disagreements we had that would take like weeks sometimes for us to finally like move on from especially yeah. us both being stubborn again both the oldest we are both stubborn i think john everyone thinks john's like this quiet just meek yes no person he's not really that that i'll love you but you're not flattering thank you yes <laughs> i'm trying to say <laughs> you have opinions <laughs> yeah. um sometimes you don't have opinions mm-hmm. and i don't want you to and sometimes you do have opinions and i don't want you to <laughs> you'll never get but you it right have guys. Them. yeah yeah and so um Yes, I think that that's like an important dynamic to think of too is just when you're living with that person that that is going to come up a lot and the same conflict will also probably come up a lot and I think that's not always talked about. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe Mm -hmm. even from a male's perspective more, I've heard this more from males than from females. Like, why are we talking about this again? Like, Mm -hmm. we've already talked about this. We've already circled this Mm -hmm. train. Like We've already fixed it. We've about eight times. So why are we here again? Yeah. Um, and I think really one of the most like freeing things we learned was like you we're probably going to be here again like eight more times. Mm-hmm. Like we are probably going to have to talk about life, the way that I talk is. to you disrespectfully and how mad that makes you. We'll probably do it again tonight. I don't know. <laughs> Dying. <laughs> um, and me thinking it's not disrespectful and that's just me talking. I've been saying that since I was five. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just talking. <laughs> The tone matters, Anch. <laughs> it's not what you're saying. It's how you say it, Angela Perry. So wow. shout out to mom. <laughs> um, so I it was freeing though because I was like, is something wrong with us that I, we cannot yeah. on these specific topics get on the same page? Mm-hmm. And just learning that that's what marriage is is like going back to those and relearning them in different ways is I think a freedom that people really also need mm-hmm. in relationships. Yeah. So it sounds hard. <laughs> It's good. It's a good thing to say. I, feel like I think people need to hear that. Yeah. I agree. And I think I would love for you both to kind of wrap it up and share like how people can stay in the fight. Yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah. I'll say, I think just even pointing that out from the beginning, just, I mean, marriage is probably one of the hardest things that I've ever done. Um, with Harder that, than you thought? Oh, by far. There's... There. <laughs> he can barely get the words out. That's how great well, I am, people. <laughs> no, because well, it's honestly more internal than it is yeah, external. It is. Um, but it's just unfortunate because I think that divorce rates are so high because of the way that it is mm-hmm. perceived, especially in Christian circles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that you either are ready for marriage, or um, there's a place in life you get where it will be less hard. Mm-hmm. It's like no matter what you do, I think marriage will be the hardest thing you do. I don't know who said the quote, but it's it's common saying, you know, if you want to if you want to go f- or further faster, like you can do it alone. I think Andy Stanley said that and then you want to uh, go better. I don't even know. Like you do with team. But the marriage Wait, So what's yeah. the quote? <laughs> yeah, I already forgot it. It's like if you want to go fur- you want to go fast, oh, if you want to go faster, go alone. If you want to go further, go together. Oh. Right. Then someone said it in context of marriage, mm-hmm. um, like if you want to, you know, you want to do great things for the kingdom, quote unquote, like you can do it alone. Like, but if you want to be more like Jesus, 
like you'll get married. And I think I think with that, um, I think I know you're, the quote you're talking about, but yeah, it, you're butchering it a little bit it, yeah, to make it okay. sound different than what it is. Like, no, oh, please yeah. find it. I yeah. have a rebuttal to that. Yeah, I knew you would. That's yeah. not actually what it says. It says. It's yeah. scary, Thomas. I'm going to go ahead Thank and read you. it before Please people do. get yeah. too far. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate Like, that. I have to be married to... Yeah, be like Jesus. <laughs> no, 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 friends. That's yes, that's it. That's the only way, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie's going to fight me um, across yeah. the table. <laughs> I know we're not on things that are trending. This isn't actually trending because I'm not reading it right now. But if you are listening to this and you... I would... I think you could even read it. Not, marriage not inside at all. But yeah. Gary Thomas wrote a really good book called Sacred Marriage... In my mind, it has been our greatest resource beyond yeah. any how-to books or, like, questions, um, like, question books or, I don't know, just any kind of, like, those practical kind of self-help books. They're all awesome. But this one, he just writes with such a kingdom perspective. And he says, if you want to be free to serve Jesus, there's no question, stay, stay single. Marriage takes a lot of time, but if you want to become more like Jesus, I can't imagine a better thing to do than to get married. Being married forces you to face some character issues you'd never have faced mm-hmm. otherwise. That okay. is and better. That yeah, yes. and so sorry, that's, so that's why I needed to read to it answer. word for word. You can just cut out everything <laughs> that I said before she read that quote. Um, and see that's nothing, that's why you get married, because your wife helps you, you know, not say stupid Articulate things. Articulate the right thing. Yeah. So anyways, with that, um, and you know, also to be said, Paul did say, Jamie, that it is better not to be married. So yeah. There you I'm go. getting married, There's your everyone. Plug, so. <laughs> Um, yeah, I know. Just, just for your rebuttal. Yeah, just for your rebuttal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I was trying to say that to say that people don't really, like, say that. And we kind of talked mm-hmm. about it at first that they're like, oh, you find someone else to complete you. But having the understanding that marriage is supposed to be hard and supposed to be difficult is really freeing, honestly. Because it's like, okay, like, we're not weird. Yeah. Um, you're not doing it wrong. You're not doing it wrong. This is how it's supposed to be. And it really does, I think, it's more internal than anything. I think the biggest thing for me was... It is her personality, but I think it would happen with any relationship is that you don't realize things about yourself mm-hmm. until you get married. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's one thing, like even having a kid did the same thing. I didn't realize yeah. my anger was so bad until I had a toddler, mm-hmm. <laughs> a toddler that could like disrespect you without saying full sentences. <laughs> so anyways, like you just, you don't, you're brought into those situations through marriage, through having kids, but mm-hmm. through anything you know, similarly. So I think with that, having that understanding going into marriage. And I think the big part of that was like when we, when we did like counseling with Bobby and Brooke before we got married, they were like, you guys are going to be working on this forever. Mm-hmm. Like your main goal right now is you want to create conversation and you want to talk about expectations that you'll talk about forever, but that you're going, yeah, understand you're going to talk about them forever mm-hmm. because so many people get married and they're like, okay, we, we went through this in counseling. Mm-hmm. We talked about sex and counseling. Why is it so hard to mm-hmm. find intimacy right now? We talked about finances and counseling. Why are we dealing with mm-hmm. financial issues when we're yeah. married? So, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the big thing for me, I think. And I think that's, I don't even remember the question you asked, but I will say this before I ask you to re-say it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that that is a huge part of, because we've kind of talked about masculinity just in marriage, Mm -hmm. but I think that what John's alluding to in that, like, finding your identity, finding who God is calling you to be outside of just, like, gender roles, outside of sexual roles or, you know, whatever whatever you're identifying with is so important because if what you decide is that your identity is somebody to be respected as a man and only that, 
then mm-hmm. on the flip end, when you do have your two-year-old who will mm-hmm. not respect you, he's mm-hmm. two, yes. doesn't even know the word respect. Right. Like we, we're teaching that, we're developing that. Yeah. Then you see those like innate, really characteristics that we're putting into our identity, not in things we desire or things that yeah. help fulfill us, but we're creating our identity. Now it comes out sideways. Now I'm like yelling at my wife. She wasn't even disrespecting me, but. I'm so disrespected by this toddler, I can't control, so I'm going to take it out on someone else. Yeah. Um, and that's when I think you really see that stuff come out sideways. So I know we only really talk about it in marriage, but I just, I think that could be another huge topic elsewhere because um, it's going to come out one way or another, whatever you're, whatever you're rooting who you are in mm-hmm. and what you think you need. Um, and that it, it doesn't need to be like a sexual orientation or a, a career or a title yeah. or mm-hmm. um, yep. I don't know your your emotions like I think even people find it ending in their emotions or your physique your physique yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. just like you can yeah. I, I really think that's the root of a lot of things that we're talking about in marriage but you're gonna see that outside of marriage so even if you're not one who's getting married right now mm-hmm. or you haven't been married I think how you build that stuff and who you are is going to amplify itself one way or another just the more people you add to your life and the more relationships that you continue to dive into Mm -hmm. and go deep with Mm -hmm. Um, because you'll find it you'll find what you think you're rooted in when it's taken away Mm -hmm. yeah I was gonna say really if you're if you're in any kind of deep relationship or prolonged relationship with any human being that stuff's gonna come out Um, a marriage just happens to be (laughs) a relationship that Mm -hmm. people get into and then you're in the closest proximity that you've Mm -hmm. been in so Mm -hmm. I mean, coworkers, friends, it'll happen anywhere. And so. I don't think you, I really don't think you know what your identity is rooted in until it's taken away, which is a, which is a huge thing for marriage because yeah. you gain so much, but you lose a lot as well. And we yeah. don't, we're not honest with that enough. Like I, I definitely lose things when mm-hmm. I get married, like in yeah. perspectives and time and preferences and having to bring another person in and all the decisions I make, like I lose a lot. Yeah. And oops, now I see maybe my identity might have been in being an independent person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now that's coming crumbling down and what am I standing on? Just like sandy ground. So mm-hmm. nothing solid. So um, uh, that's just kind of what I wanted to sum up maybe that's in good. all the things that we just yeah. said is what you're rooting that in is going to come out, period. What was your question, Jamie? I don't know. I think you answered it in the way that fits you best. Okay, cool. I think to wrap this up, I, I'm i curious to the people that listen, if they've heard red flags in the relationship that they're currently in, I think some people are going to be single for a minute longer because they're like, okay, I'm not, what, what you guys have is not what I'm currently looking for, but I want to look for that, so... Mm-hmm. Wherever you are in the journey, if you're seeing red flags in the relationship you're currently in because of character things or some of the things discussed, maybe take a look at that and just be okay where you're at in the journey. Mm-hmm. So, want to talk about what's trending? On um, no, don't start with me. Okay, John, what's hey, trending in your world right now? To be clear, I'm not a very trendy guy. So. Neither am I. So just okay, Jamie, okay, Jamie, bye, the Jamie. Vinyls on your wall. <laughs> yeah, literally. Let's take a picture like, of this room. <laughs> yeah, literally. Whatever. Get out of here. The fact you can even have a camera in your room, you know, oh, gosh, for a moment. Well, yeah, it's it, pretty no, trendy. I have no rebuttal to either. So <laughs> just soak it up. Just say thanks. Yeah, guys. just thank you. I'm trendy. Thank, thank you. you. I'm trendy. Um, well, the only thing really trending for me, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be as cool as you guys. This is hard. 
Um, I'm obsessed with Big Sean's new album. Okay. Um, so I've been pl- I played that on repeat for like two weeks. I think Andre was like rapping a part of it in the car the other day. She probably was. Yeah, it's harder a- than my demons. Yep, she was. That's it's a, a good great one. one. My favorite song is "Lucky Me" on that album. That one's good too. That okay. one just just gets me. Um, that and Harry Potter. I've never read yes. Harry Potter, so uh, thanks to Jamie's book collection, yeah. yep, I'm reading through the Harry Potter books. They are worth it. They are really good. So yeah. you're on four. I'm on four. I'm fascinated with the whole series, mm-hmm. and I'm a numbers guy, which is funny. That's what got me into it. The fact, the, literally the numbers of how many books she sold and like plays oh. and really how much money she made from it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's a great book. I love it so far, yeah. but I was fascinated by yeah. it. So, And the fact that she's like turned things down. Yeah. It, I mean, there's so much out there that exists about Harry Potter. Yeah. Like theme parks, like yeah. plays, other books, yeah. all this stuff. And she's turned other things down. And I was like, you know, what got there? You mm-hmm. know, what got... And so I could talk about that for a while, too. Because yeah. I feel like kids definitely could escape and find solace, like, in that story. So Yes. It's, it's yeah. been fascinating to read. I think it's very interesting to think about, like, our childhood where we couldn't read them. Yeah, I wasn't know, allowed, yeah. <laughs> like, there is so much Christian theme to it. Right, yeah. I just, I don't know, I just think it's laughable. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, Ansh, what's so. trending in your world? Okay, two things, okay? <laughs> Had to pull myself together to think about them. Yeah. But I can't believe I wasn't going to say this. Number one, duh, Patrick Droney. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Solid. into that right now mm-hmm. all things Him. he's a just musician in, yeah i was gonna get there but i just had to really say that i'm okay. really into into all of his stuff yeah um he's a musician not really even sure how i found out about him because honestly his stuff isn't necessarily like i would say mainstream but i think his album just patrick droney is probably my favorite and it's good three best songs high hope brooklyn and the wire alternative version okay specifically okay maybe in that order okay that's how i feel about patrick droney yeah what else um other thing trending i don't have it right now i'm saving up my allowance from my husband in order to get it (laughs) might have to have john so if you love me yeah honestly yeah Yeah. there's so many yeah topics on that side of stuff we talk about but um when i do have my allowance then i'm gonna buy take back your life by mm-hmm. Levi Lesko. Mm-hmm. Um, he's obviously done like a couple talks on this, but I really liked one with he and Annie F. Downs on her podcast, yes. That Sounds Fun. Yeah. Um, I actually, I had a couple people ask, but that was what a quote that I posted came from that yeah. talk. Yeah. And it was really good. I'm really into this 40 Day Devo Heat kind of just recently released because um, he just kind of fills it with, obviously it's like a Devo, but then the application part is like blank pages. Mm-hmm. I'm recently learning that, well, I'm not learning this, I hate writing, like, in terms of physically writing, like, journaling. Yeah. John's, like, 6 o'clock, he reads his Bible. 6.15, he journals one page. 6.30, he reads one chapter, which is good. That's great for him. Yeah. I tried to do that for 26 years of my life, and I finally was like, this is not... Don't do this. Uh-huh. And it's okay, everybody. And, and no, it's okay. So both are okay. But yeah. what was what I found really freeing recently was um, my counselor actually was saying, she always said she wants me to journal something. I think she caught on the fact I'm not journaling it. And so she was like, okay, go ahead and graph this for me. And I was like, okay, what? You want me to like graph? She's like, yeah, just whatever diagram you want. Just, you know, answer a few of these questions in a diagram. I've never heard something that sounds more appealing in my whole life. Yeah. And apparently wow. he wrote this book with that in mind, like that people could 
flesh out what they're feeling or thinking based on those devos mm-hmm. or whatever parts mm-hmm. of scripture you're reading um, and not just lines on a page. Yeah. So that sold me. I want it. It's trending. Okay. What's trending for you, Jane? Well, I feel like I need to preface that. Like, I, it's, there's not a lot. Like, I don't feel like I have, like, a ton of recommendations right now. No, I haven't watched TV in so long. I just can't even, nothing, nothing is good. Everybody's into that, like, home edit show. I was like, Mm. they're organizing a closet right now. (laughs) I don't get it. Mm. Um, I don't know if I'm just, like. I think they're in it for their personalities, to be honest. Yeah. More than the organization. Yeah, which is great. I did think they have a fun personality. So, I'll give them that. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'm just, like, sick of looking at screens, because I bought that a book that's 930 pages long. It's actually J.K. Rowling writes under a different name. Mm, and it's yeah, a mystery yeah. series, so it's like Ooh, the latest one that came out. To borrow that next. Evil, yeah, they're really good. So that, I just need something paper in my hands. And then one of the biggest compliments I've received about our podcast is that it just feels like friends are hanging out with us in the moment. And a podcast I listen to that I feel like that with them is Scrubbing In with Becca Tilly mm. and Tanya Rad. They are freaking hilarious. <laughs> Becca was on The Bachelor. Tanya is a, um, she's on the radio for, with like Ryan Seacrest. Mm. But they are very honest and hilarious. So if you're, I don't know if you'd like it. You're recommending it, but you don't think I like it? I'm recommending it. We both got to be able to trademark this year. No, I mean, you might like it. I just don't, I think you would find it like, well, why am I listening to this? I don't care about I listen to any of Downs. Yeah, but they're like, those are pretty. How was your weekend? You know, and like sharing, like, oh, yeah, we went to this. I mean, it's different in quarantine, but they're like, yeah, I went to this concert, and they talk a lot about dating, and they're in relationships now, but the older episodes, they're not. And they both have Christian roots. Um, but live in LA and yeah, they're just funny. And I, I laugh out loud a lot by myself and anything that gets me to do that is a good thing in my book. It's good stuff. So John, thanks for being on. I'm honored guys. It's a pleasure. Get ready for part two. If you want to, future um, of finances. Yeah. If you want to hit him up for more marriage dating advice, being married to a too strong willed independent person. Mm hmm. Hit him up, John underscore higher. Is that on, right? On what? Instagram. Yeah, I is think that so. Your yeah. I don't know it. It's how much I'm not on Instagram. I don't know my handle. His so. name is spelled J-O-N. He's on his Instagram enough to troll us <laughs> in this podcast. It's the only time he's ever posted anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> J-O-N underscore H-Y-R-E. Yeah. Not J-O-H-N-H-I-G-H-E-R. Okay, okay I'm not putting it in there. I will just, I'll just tag it in the show notes. Bye. Tag in the show notes. See ya. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And let us know what you thought of today's episode by tagging us on social media. This is Trendish. We'll see you soon.